Hello, friends. Welcome to Heidi's Colorful Colorado. I'm your host, Heidi Ganahl, a wife, mom of four, CU Regent, and the founder of Camp Bow Wow and The She Factor. With a passion for keeping the spirit of our state alive and well, I started this podcast to bring the people of Colorado together to celebrate the amazing state we call home. Come along on this journey with me as I travel across our old country roads in my vintage RV, interviewing folks that embody the true spirit of the Rocky Mountains. From the Front Range to the Mile High City to the Wild West of Southern Colorado, we'll celebrate the history, beauty, and Coloradans that make this place the colorful state it is. Each week, you'll meet people trailblazing the way for an even more colorful future for us all, making a huge difference along the way. Are you ready for a Rocky Mountain ride? Let's do this, Colorado. Well, hello, everyone. We are in beautiful Grand Junction, Colorado, and I'm so excited to have you, Doug. This is Doug Simmons, one of the leaders of Enstrom Toffee, which is one of the most beloved brands in Colorado. I can say, I honestly say I was addicted to it during COVID, yep. during the pandemic. Every night, that was my treat for getting through the day, was a little bite of toffee. Yeah, I have to tell you, you know, during COVID, you know, we've been an online business or a mail order company, I mm -hmm. should say, since 1960. And so, you know, we've ridden the tech curve, you know, through all these renditions of mail order to, you know, we had a website before Amazon was a company oh and, and all those kinds of things. So, you know, and so during this uh, unfortunate pandemic, our web sales were crazy of people sitting at home, you know, just ordering stuff online uh, like crazy. And our, our web sales went through the roof. And uh, at the end of the day, we, you know, you have to realize we sell joy and happiness in a time where people were under a lot of stress and not enjoying themselves much during this period of time. So, uh, you know, so they're, they're, that's a bright spot for us. And that, that, that channel of our business was up when all the other channels, our retail stores, mm -hmm. et cetera, uh, were, were off, you know. And so uh, the online sales nearly made up for all of it. Because we, you know, some of the kiosks that we do on the front range mm -hmm. at Park Meadows or Flatirons Crossing, we didn't do those. And so we gave up those sales and knowing the, knowing the malls were not going to be in good shape and what have you. And so uh, in our stores, uh, five stores in Colorado, all of them off about 25%. Oh, and my just, gosh. You could almost set your watch to it. But our online sales made up for nearly all of it, all but <laughs> about a percent and a half. And so we basically, from 19 to 20, we had a flat year because of online sales and people sitting at home buying joy and happiness from Enstrom Candies. And well, we think it's a great thing. Watching our waistlines get a yeah. little bit bigger. But <laughs> hey, hey, nothing but love in there. There's no calories. <laughs> no, nothing but love. Nothing but love. You know, coming from, uh, I started a dog business, right? Camp Bow Wow. Yeah. And I built a franchise company around finding joy with people's puppies, right? Sure. And so I can relate to that. And one of my favorite parts of the business was just knowing that we were making a, like a little happy spot in the world, right? And sure. it's such a, it's such a, I don't know, not depressing, but it, it's been a dark time for the last couple of years. It's been very difficult. And, you know, and it wasn't all roses for us either. We had a lot of problems with, uh, we had people out and you know, everybody quarantining that yeah. it showed any sign of anything, you know, was out for two weeks and getting tested. And, and it's been, it's been a, a really problematic for other reasons of trying to get people to come to work to, mm -hmm. due to the uh, increased benefits and stuff. When you can sit at home and make a pretty reasonable tax-free salary, there's no, there's no uh, drive to go to work. So we've had a hard time getting people to come in and we're a highly seasonal business so we're in we're in hiring mode like crazy 
and we've actually hired people, gone through all the, uh, the you know, uh, all the documentation and everything, ordered uniforms and everything for everybody. So you can see the guys behind us are working in their candy whites. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, so we've had people go through the whole process. In one week, we had three not show up that were hired, and we already had their uniforms and everything, and they oh. didn't show up for their first day of work. But, you know, so those kinds of things that the, that, uh, the pandemic has caused and that our gov government officials have, have uh, uh, done some misguided things have really affected us in a lot of different ways. But you know what? Uh, we're a fourth-generation business. Both of my sons are in, representing our fourth generation. And, uh, you know, we're going in a blowing. We're working, we're working <laughs> as hard as ever, and we're going we're to survive this no matter what. So, you know, and by the way, I've been here for 42 years. I've been here since 1979. So, oh, my gosh. So Where were been, you before that? Uh, well, I, I was actually, we were in Denver. My wife and I got married in 77, and we were living over in Arvada. Uh -huh. I'm an Arvada West grad, 1973. Nice. So uh, we were over there. My wife's... Uh, She's a registered nurse by education, and I was working at Coors Porcelain Company. We uh, had been there for a number of years, and uh, but uh, Jamie's parents, my in-laws, were getting a little uh, worn out, and they said, you know, we're thinking about selling the candy company, and 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 I said to my father-in-law, I said, well, what about us? And so <laughs> says, well, if you're interested, sell your house and come over, and uh, the rest is history. So we've been here uh, since 1979 and uh, actually purchased the company from them in 1993. So Take us a step back farther. How did they start the company, or what was the Okay, so there? this is interesting. So my wife's grandfather, Chet Enstrom, mm -hmm. uh, he, was, uh, they, he spent his earlier years in Illinois and then Colorado Springs. His mm -hmm. father had uh, tuberculosis, so they moved from Illinois to Colorado Springs for the, the high, dry air that they thought would be beneficial to his father's health. But he ended up dying, and then Chet actually left. It didn't graduate high school. He left and was working at uh, Barthel's Confectionery and Ice Cream Company in Colorado Springs, where he, he really learned how to make ice cream, but he took a great interest in the guys in the candy kitchen and really loved to spend time over there. And so Mr. Barthel would let him work overtime in the candy side of the business, but he only paid him half wages because he was tired at that point. Oh, you know, so. oh my God. <laughs> you know, but anyway, so he met a gentleman that came through selling ingredients for ice cream and candy and what have you. And, and, uh, uh, and, and he's, he's uh, you know, so he, you know, he said he was going to come to Grand Junction and start an ice cream company, and the guy was named was Harry Jones. And so, in 1929, Chet and Vernie and their two young children, my father-in-law, one of them, uh, traveled the mud, the ruddy, muddy roads in a Model A sport coupe that was a two or three-day journey during that period to come to Grand Junction, where they started the Jones Enstrom Ice Cream Company in 1929. <laughs> Well, we know what happened just after that as the Great yeah. Depression hit, but they survived that and they ran the ice cream company for 30 years, nearly uh, into the late 50s. And uh, when they sold that, during that period of time, Chet had always made candy as a hobby. And so, uh, you know, during sugar rationing, during the war years and all those kinds of things, uh, Chet was involved with the Grand Junction Lions Club and he had everybody saving their sugar. And so he would, and then he would make chocolate centers. He had Harry Benj at Benj's Shoes save all his shoe boxes. And so they would cut the shoe boxes down to the size of the lid. And, and so Chet would make the centers and he ta taught a bunch of uh, uh, 
house, housewives to dip chocolates. And so they'd all get together. He'd make the centers. He taught them how to dip chocolates. And then they'd pack the chocolates into the uh, cut-down shoeboxes, gift wrap them, and then auction them off during the Lions Club Carnival. Oh, that and, is such a cool and so, story. You know, and so still today, we provide the candy for the Lions Club Carnival. I'm a past president of the club as well, and uh, and we also now uh, we went back to ice cream in 2002 when we built this new facility and had room for an ice cream room, but none of the none of the recipes are original. But we uh, we went back into ice cream, and so uh, we we provide ice cream for the carnival now. More as well. joy, more so, joy, more. So joy. lots of stuff. So there's a, the, we have a we have a really rich history of being a. Uh, Number one, a, uh, an exporter for Grand Junction. So we've become this icon. We've put Grand Junction on the map for a lot of people around the country and the world for that matter. And, uh, you know, and so we, and we, you know, so since we've been importing and selling product and importing money, we've become a very philanthropic company as well, supporting our community ad nauseum in anything you could imagine. imagine. And uh, we continue to do that still today. So, uh, you know, the, the earlier generations of Chet and Vernie Enstrom and then Emil and Mary Enstrom, my in-laws, uh, we had a very good uh, teachers and forefathers, if you will, that taught us, uh, you know, how to really operate a good community-minded uh, employer. Well, one of the things when you were talking about the employees dipping the chocolates, I think back to the I Love Lucy episode where they're sure. stuffing the chocolates into hey, their mouth. <laughs> we've, we've got her up on the wall back in the kitchen. Oh, gosh. You know, hey, speed them up. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Gosh, that brings back no, good memories. It's awesome stuff. It's really good. And yeah. you are so community focused. Everywhere I go, any yeah. nonprofit event, pretty much in Colorado, there yeah. are Enstrom candies in the giveaway boxes yeah. or on the tables. Yeah, of course, now with stores in Denver, too. We, we get hit up quite often over there. But I tell people, you know, we have a we're right in downtown Colorado here at Seventh and Colorado, and I tell people we've got a we've got a sign up at uh, Maine and Maine that says come in and ask for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we don't. And to be honest with you, and I, this this it's just true. We don't turn anybody away. You're either going to get product, cash, or blood and sweat. <laughs> All right, you know? I like and that. So it's, uh, you know, and, and it, but that's just that's just who we are, and that's what you know. And that, to be honest with you, when you operate like that, it comes back to you in spades. Absolutely. You know? I mean, uh, so it's really uh, it's just really important. But we we do have a, a long, rich history, and and now my two sons have been with us now in nearly a dozen years, and. Uh, and they're going to carry on the uh, the tradition, so it's it's awesome. One of the things I wish I could get through over the airwaves with the podcast is the smell. It smells so amazing. <laughs> Even when you drive up, you get this waft of smell. Sure. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's almost yeah. it's mesmerizing. It's bubbling cane sugar and fresh oh. dairy butter and whole California almonds roasting in the toffee, and uh, you know it's it's uh, yeah so. It's yeah, and guys, you should get on the video part of this <laughs> podcast because we are sitting in front of them making the, the toffee. It's fascinating, and they're so fast. They're doing a great job. But I yeah. just want to get in there and, you know, stuff some. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, it's good. So, what no, is, we, what's the best? I mean, obviously, the toffee is the best seller, right? Well, it? it's the product that brought us to the dance, yeah. you, know, you know. So it's our traditional almond toffee that they're making uh, behind us here on the tables. It's traditional slab toffee. And it's a fresh dairy confection. And when they're producing it in these larger slabs, as you'll see in a little bit, then those, we're cooling it overnight. And then we take it into the packing room where it's broken and packed into the box. 
that broken edge allows oxygen to get to the butter fat, and the oxidized fat is rancid fat. So, so this is very fresh. It needs to be sold under refrigeration. So we sell it frozen from the store here. If you take it home, you keep it in the fridge for a, a few, maybe up to four to six weeks, mm -hmm. and then up to a year in the freezer. But So that's our traditional uh, handmade almond toffee here that's made in these large slabs that you can see them turning over now. But uh, in the back, we have a continuous cook um, machine that we developed in about 2006-07 that produces our same toffee in a continuous cook fashion that we can slab it into a, a continuous slab and then cut it into small pieces. Huh. And then those pieces are, in, are completely enrobed with mm -hmm. chocolate all the way around. And cocoa butter is a very stable fat. So once you coat that buttery toffee fully with cocoa butter, that keeps the toffee fresh inside, so that product is room temp and can last up to a year because it's protected by the layer of, of cocoa butter in the chocolate. So it's interesting stuff, and I'll show you that later when we go back in for a little tour. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to gain about five pounds. <laughs> Just sit here, or at least here. take it home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I like to say, the more that, more of that you eat, the better I look. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Doug. That's good. Yeah. So, um, Doug. One of the things I love to ask folks on the podcast is when people outside of Colorado ask you why you live here, what do you say? Like, what the, what's the spirit of Colorado mean to you? Well, you know, I was, uh, I, as I said, I spent my early years on the Front Range. I was actually born in England, but that's another story for another time. But uh, my parents emigrated when I was two. And so I've, I've been in Colorado my, basically my whole life. And, you know, it's the lifestyle. It's the mountains. You know, when, when, you, when you're from Colorado and you go someplace and you're directionally oriented like I am, <laughs> I and you look around say. and you don't see the mountains anywhere, you feel kind of lost. Or if you go back to the East Coast where you're driving down a highway and there's nothing but trees and you can't see anywhere. You know, for me, living in Colorado is flying into Grand Junction and where we used to all the time get off the plane right out onto the tarmac yeah. before yeah. the jet bridges, you know. Yeah. And it was, you'd just get off the plane and you'd look south and you'd see the San Juans Mountains 130 miles away. <laughs> you'd see the Grand Mesa and the Book Cliffs and the Colorado National Monument. And you just take a deep breath and go, oh, man, it's so nice to be home. Oh, that's and great. so, you know, that, that's Colorado. And it's the lifestyle. It's, you know, it's getting irritated if you hit one stoplight on the way to work. <laughs> you know, not, not spending your life in the horizontal uh, parking lot in, uh, on I-25 in Denver these days, you know. And so that's problematic in the urban areas to me. It's, and, we, and obviously, I just read your earlier podcast, we keep a condo downtown. And that's obviously another story altogether. Yeah. Uh, There's such a contrast now between the Western Slope yeah, and the Front yeah. Range. You know, and so it's the lifestyle. And, you know, earlier on, both of my sons went to the University of Denver and got business mm -hmm. degrees at DU. And uh, we always said that we'd never ask them to come um, into the business, but if they wanted to, we'd let them. And so they both decided to because I worked really hard. We were, we were one little shop when I started that was out in the parking lot in 1979. And we've, we've grown literally, you know, to a multi-million dollar company from a, a How business. many employees do you have? Well, we're running at about 165, 170 oh right goodness. now. Yeah. So, uh, and that's system-wide. That's our retail yeah. employees and everybody, you know. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll get up to, if, if we can find the people, we'll get up to 240 or so people for the holidays because of order entry and all those kinds of things. And that's in addition to outsourcing to a 24-7 call center. Huh. But, um, 
What was your question again? Hi, you answered it. You answered it with the spirit of Colorado. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think your description uh, of walking off the plane in Grand Junction is a perfect one. Yeah, and yeah. Um, we flew in late last night, but even just the airport, like walking to the airport, it's just like, it just makes you breathe easier. Like, ah, oh, here I am. Yeah. I'm comfortable. I'm in a, a place where people care, and it's community-based. Yeah. And Yeah, it is. And it's just, uh, you know, it's just a wonderful lifestyle. Always talking about my kids. They didn't, they didn't want to, uh, they wanted to come into the business and they actually were literally, and I quote, dad, we love the candy company, but Grand Junction sucks, oh. you know, because they would say, you know, because they were used to the college life over yeah. there and all, all the stuff going on in the, in the Denver area and what have you. And that, you know, lifestyle for a young person, you know, all the different restaurants and nightclubs and all the things that, that, that go with going to college and what have you, you know. And uh, it's really been rewarding to watch, though, uh, my, my kids get involved in the community. Mm -hmm. And now you couldn't, you, you couldn't get them to move back to Denver if you wanted to after actually living in, living in Grand Junction, getting involved in the community. My, my oldest son, Doug Jr., is going in on his third year of being the chairman of the Downtown Development Authority. Uh, he's there on the hospice uh, youth board. My younger son Jim is on the Strive board. Who you know they take care of the uh, 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 disabled mm -hmm. in the community and what have you. And just watching them get involved. And my my, my son is also he's running the the fundraising campaign to build the new Grand Junction High School with oh, the fantastic. District 51 Foundation. And so and he's the chairman of the fundraising committee. So to watch it's just it just uh, really is heartwarming to watch them get involved and see this next generation get involved in the community and while at the same time cutting their teeth on running this business and we started another company called hybrid confections where we're making uh, basically we started doing CBD gummies but now we're off into the nutraceutical world doing all these organic supplements and things that are just crazy so and it's just a couple blocks away but um, but so it's just really rewarding to watch this next generation get a foothold in the community and the company and everything and just and watch them blossom it's well, really it's really rewarding I just saw on the on the marquee that now Nathaniel Radcliffe was here like yeah. last week so yeah. that's kind of hip yeah. and cool that was like, a great show we yeah. were there Grand <laughs> into its own, at least on yeah. the concert oh, scene man. We, uh, the amphitheater down at uh, Los Colonias uh, Park has just been super busy this year and it's really fun and I'm a musician myself so I, I love Are that you? Kind what of do stuff. you play I play well I play a little bit of everything but in this current rendition of my band where I play lead guitar and do this and the lead singer what's the name of your band it's right now it's the river city boys Ooh, where can people see the river city <laughs> well, boys you know we play around at local venues and stuff and this is actually this rendition this new rendition is brand new and been, been working uh, in a new bass player so we'll be out in the next uh, few weeks at, at some of the local venues we like to play some restaurant patios and brew pubs and whatever and we also are fortunate enough to do some opening acts sometimes of the uh, I was just going to ask you could have through. opened for Nathaniel there you go yeah that would have been a real treat however they have an opening act traveling with them so anyway but that's neither here nor there but that's I've been on the music scene for the past 40 years as well I was a music major in college so Where'd you go to college? Uh, here, here at CMU, you for, did. formerly Mesa College. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and actually, to be honest with you, that's one of the things that uh, I come from the artistic side of things because I did music and theater. But they, the, with the craft candy making that is happening in the far kitchen back there, which is our specialty kitchen, where we make all the chocolates and fudges and brittles and all the candy canes for Christmas and all those kinds of things, that's the artistic side of candy making, the small batch, you know, art, artisan type confections. Mm -hmm. And so, 
I, it, it really, I fell right into it because there's a real art in that. Yeah. And it's, uh, and I really, I, I just, I just love it. I got, you know, I was really fortunate to have both Chet and Emil Enstrom uh, teach me the ropes of the candy company. And I was the first one actually to go to a candy school in Pennsylvania back in 1982. There is a candy school? Yeah, yeah it was the Retail Confectioners International puts on a candy school. And back then it was three weeks. So I was gone for three weeks and, you know, we were in a very sophisticated kitchen compared to the one we had back then. And to learn about all this machinery and the recipes and candy chemistry and all those kinds of things. But, uh, but there's a real artsy side to it. And I, I was attracted to that, I think. And, uh, I've lo you know, what I tell people, they ask me when I'm going to retire. And, you know, we're a generational business. It's not work to us. It's the other place we live. <laughs> and, you know, and so it just when you love what you do, it's not work. Boy, that's the truth. That's you know? the truth. So if, you, if anybody's fortunate to fall into something that they really love doing, then it's not all, all roses around. It's not all, sure. you know, just because, you know, it's, there's a lot of st stuff, you know, government regulation, people issues, all the HR side of things. And, you know, I mean, candy just happens to be our widget. So running a business <laughs> comes with all those other things. But... Uh, we still love what we do and you know at the end of the day you can tell candy making is hard work or it's all pounds of everything because we sell candy by the pounds so it's pounds of butter and sugar chocolate and nuts and you name it you know and it's just uh, we should not have done this interview yeah. right before lunch <laughs> 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 I'm like oh my gosh I'm just eating candy for lunch yeah but anyway um, but it's fun you know it's fun at the end of the day, it's just a great, uh, it's a great place. Doug, do you think it'll go on to the fifth and sixth generation? Uh, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that we're dealing with right now, and, and we're well on our way. Uh, one of the things I'm most proud of is our estate planning because the boys own more of the company than we do at this point. And, and, but they're going to be the generation that takes the company into multifamily ownership because mm -hmm. the two brothers are, are going to be partners in this thing. We're, we're here to four. We were married couples with Chet and Bernie, Mary and Emil, and then Jamie and I. And, uh, but you know what? Uh, they'll have to figure it out. It's going to be their problem. That's, uh, we're going to hand it off to them, and they'll figure it out. That's a good problem. That's yeah, a good problem. that's a good problem. Yeah. Um, Doug, one last question. What's the most Colorado thing you've ever done besides create an amazing candy company that all Colorado people love? Well, you know, spending a lot of time in the mountains. I, probably... I spent, I spent, I, I think I did Ride the Rockies about five years in a row. And <laughs> that's, uh, that's, you know, that, that can be a 400 mile week and you ride your bike up mountain passes and look back and look back just at the splendor of Colorado and go, oh my goodness, I rode my bike up here. I can't believe it. That's a pretty you know, Colorado thing to is. do. I and haven't it, heard Ride the Rockies yeah, brought yeah, up yet. Yeah. And the other thing is, is the Iron Horse where you race the train from Durango to Silverton. Wait, I don't I, know about this. This is called the Iron Horse Bike. It's a bike race. And the professionals ride it, and then us, uh, us low life, just you know, regular <laughs> citizens, hop on our bikes and try to try to race the train. But it's uh, I ride around the block. That's about it. So I'm what, not judging. You know, I was in a little bit better shape when I was doing that. <laughs> I need I need to get back on my bike and go do that stuff again. But it's uh, but that you know, doing ride the Rockies where you're just pedaling through the state with a with a group of people and and just breathing in the splendor of colorado everywhere it's just fantastic so that would probably be it i think i think know. that's a pretty darn good answer yeah how about that um so how obviously people can go to the stores but how what's the best way to engage online Are you guys on social media you have a website where people can order the candy we're at, you know obviously enstrom.com okay you know uh and we're our retail stores in cherry creek and arvada we have three stores here 
Uh, we'll be at Park Meadows again this year because uh, things have cleaned up a little bit, and we're designing a brand-new kiosk for the Park Meadows Mall this year. And But just, uh, you know, coming into, come to Grand Junction and come to, come to this main store and see the candy craftsmen that do, playing their trade behind us here because it's, it's unique, the copper kettles and all the things going on here. Um, but there's a number of ways to get to us, a lot of different channels. And you'll find us in, in some of the grocery stores and in Costco. And, and you can go to, you, I, I've been selling candy on QVC for about the last six years too. What? So, I did not know, know that. Oh yeah, so, so I'm a QVC a star. star. QVC star. And it's interesting, what, that's another thing that uh, COVID changed. I used to fly to Philadelphia, spend two nights in a hotel to do 10 or 15 minutes on TV. And now we do it all via Skype, so I can set up at the house, I can bring all my props and product <laughs> and everything home. And we're doing, you know, because QVC is a two-person deal. It's the host, who's the salesman, and it's the guest, who's the product expert. Can you do a little pitch and, for us? Oh. <laughs> Come on, show us some of your QVC stuff. You know, I would stuff. tell you, play, playing in the kitchen with David, I said, David, don't forget that we're made in western Colorado and we cook at altitude. And at altitude, the water comes out really easy. So we get this nice, light, fluffy cook, and the toffee's tender to the bite. It's golden brown. The almonds are roasted in there. And don't forget... We're gluten-free and kosher as well. And so. Oh my and, gosh, that's very good. <laughs> if I didn't already want candy, now I want it extra. And you're anyway. reaching people late at night. Like, oh yeah. Uh, hey, oh. I'll tell you, and QVC is fantastic. I mean, uh, they've—we've been doing this for a number of years, and we've been very successful with <laughs> them. And they've made us a household name across the country, if we weren't one already, because of being in the mail order for six, business that's for right. 60 years. So. Uh, we're very fortunate in a lot of ways. Business is booming, and uh, the candy business is very sweet. Well, my husband has a barbecue restaurant <laughs> outside of Park Meadows Mall, so maybe we can trade barbecue for talking. Hey, deal. Yeah, I'm deal. all in. You got it. All right, well, thanks so much for joining yeah. us today, Doug, and yeah. I'm really excited to go on the tour. Okay. We'll try and give some, uh, some little insights afterwards, but uh, I'm, I'm just yeah. thrilled to be here. It's my pleasure, Heidi. Thanks for coming to see us. Thank I you. appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today on Heidi's Colorful Colorado. If you enjoyed this conversation, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And definitely follow me on Instagram to keep up with my latest adventures. In the meantime, happy trails from me, Heidi Ganahl.